what's up? It's Ace. Yo, this is Dean. And we're at the kickback. We got uh, two guests now this time. A returning member. Mikey. All right. And? Donnie, man. Yo. Uh, Donnie, you want to... Actually, Mikey, we'll get you an introduction, too. Donnie, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yo, man. Donnie G, the prodigy, the Kim Kick It crew. Chilling. You know what I'm saying? Making yeah. it happen, man. Sitting here from Phoenix right now. Enjoying this exactly. DC weather. <laughs> nah, it's peaceful though, man. It's, a, it's, it's dope to be here right now. I'm excited to be with y'all fellas. Uh, it's Mikey, back. Podcast number two from New York, Jax, Jersey. Oh, man, you from Jax now? DC. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, it's the first. Saying, bro. Where we at? Where we at? Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, I didn't really know who's going to listen to this shit, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Not, not a random New York nigga on here, you know? Yeah. All right, real quick, real quick. Before we get into the real topic, because I just seen it pop up again on Facebook. Zaxby's or Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A all day. Chick-fil-A, yeah, so. I know you don't really got to... I'll say Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow, damn. Okay, so we got all four Chick-fil-A. I'm say Zaxby's, but... I'm a fraud, you know? I'm a fraud, Some people... Hey, man, some people be standing... Stan, Quan, I know y'all out there. This is actually shit. Let me ask, like, real rap, bro. No, I don't want anybody to answer this honestly. When's the last time you went to Chick Fil A and that shit wasn't good? When's the last time you went to Chick Fil A and that shit wasn't hot? <laughs> When's the last time you went to Chick Fil A and these motherfuckers wasn't smiling? At hey, you say this with a straight face too. Bro, he he's not lying. Am am I though? Like, just tell me. I just want to hear about one time. Bro. Hey, I'll actually, say, curious. I'll say one time after True Electro, I went to Chick Fil A. How long have, ago was this? They ain't have Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah, this was very recent. Chick Fil Yeah, I'm sorry. But I mean, it. it nah, what, I can't. Why do you, Why do you stand for Zaxby's though? I'm not standing for that. I like both. Or whoever. It's just, I don't know. They, like, I, I think they just be going against the grain. Nah, you. I just like. Nah, hold on, hold on. Nah, I think just be going against. Bro, man, you, you were just talking about this uh, from your trip, man. No, is that? I mean, Zaxby's was a highlight for my trip because I can't get it up here. This is true. But I mean, and I'm I, saying Zaxby's is good too. But I'm gonna go with Chick Fil A. I feel that way. Like if I couldn't get Waffle House, like at all, like I would be like really pressed about it. If you I, get it out here. No, you well not here in DC, but like in VA they have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. So like, the, if I couldn't get it uh, out here, and then I would go out to another state, it'll be like the island. Don't oh, ever move to New York. They don't got none of that shit. Bruh, that's why I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, no like, exactly. <laughs> no fucking Wawa. No yeah. fucking Chick Fil A. None of that, bro. I'm big good on that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um. All right. So topic of the day says we getting all this music. Is there such thing as too much music? Is the quality deteriorating? Mm. In 2018, we've seen. Um, oh man, we got an important guy over here getting called shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put my shot. Yeah, we got a ton of albums in 2018, but just over like this past week, <clears throat> we got people dropping stuff in the middle of the week. Matt Ox drop, Action Bronson. Currency, Fatty Alchemist. Then today you got Metro booming out of nowhere. Take off. This is just we're just talking rap because rap's just like so prolific right now. But yeah, just like in y'all's opinions, do you think the quality has diminished because we're getting at so so much of a rapid pace? Mm. This is my real question. I guess yeah, we got a lot of albums (laughs) that came out, but 
how is this any different from like a mixtape Tuesday? Like I feel like if we're being honest about it, I feel like the only thing that's changed is it's kind of like the title of it. But a lot of these albums play like mixtapes nowadays. I feel like as the quality diminished, I don't know. But I feel like it just seems like it's a lot easier to make and put out there. And it's not like we don't have the time to digest it. I don't know if we have the time to digest it. Bro, like literally eight albums came out today or like this week. And all of it's stuff that I really care about too. Cause you know, we had the West Side Project, the Fetty Project, the Vince Staples, all this stuff, action. Like, it's just like, dude, like, Usually, see a mixtape is different to me because you don't get it at such a grand scale, but whenever it's presented as an album, the the expectation is higher. And I think that you almost can't really separate mixtapes from albums these days because they all sound so similar in general. Like there's not really a mixtape sound and then an album sound anymore. It's like, you gotta put out the best shit, period, because there's about to be 20 other albums that come out that will shit on yours if you release some half-assed stuff. Because if you don't listen to the Takeoff album by Sunday, you late. Yeah, everybody's already tweeting like, like their quotables from it or whatever. Or they're giving, you're getting reviews like an hour later. Yeah, or, you know, far, don't fuck you. <laughs> you getting, you're on Twitter, you getting, oh man, like you getting that, you getting yeah, hot takes. You getting the yeah. hot takes quick. Right away, yeah. And because the albums are so short, like you can actually listen to it a couple times like very fast. Like in like two hours, you can have like a pretty decent grasp on like where that where you feel about the album and it makes it hard to like sit down and listen to something for a longer period of time because everybody has their say on it because everybody feels like they listen for the short albums for the short albums but then you have like the long like just a fifty throw track that. joints yeah like I feel like we well, need to stop that or That's take like the like the Migos one was like twenty. 20 some songs of roughly like the same thing. I feel like that's the same formula. Yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think the quality is diminished. I think you just need to know like who you like to listen to. Right. You need to mm-hmm. know where to. You need to know where to go. I think just everything's just like multiplied or I don't know. Everything's just put on a is is like on a bigger perspective or there's what, a lot of collab yeah. albums too you know what I'm saying coming yeah. out I feel like the collab albums to me minus the Fetty one I feel like all of them have let me down like every single one almost I can't think of you didn't like the Styles P uh, Davies one see I still haven't had time to listen to that so I know I know came out like two weeks ago though so yeah. but it's why yeah, like, like if, I, you can forget about them since they're yeah, coming exactly. out so yeah, quick nah. But, I mean, let's be fair. Like, I feel like we talk about this as if, like, we came up in the 90s, which we did. But to be honest with you, the music that we started gravitating towards and, like, really grabbing, we really got into that around the 2000s. And then by the time we're getting older and going on, like, mixtapes are already heavy. And it's like, if you want to be relevant and trendy, you got to keep up with that stuff. If I'm being honest with you, I think I just get jealous that so many people have so much access to this stuff sometimes because I hate going down like my timeline and I see like 50 different reviews from people that I didn't even know listen to all the same music as me it's like mm-hmm. I think the music now is just it's so it's so hype like people just have to like take it at that I feel like I don't know if I can blame the artists I feel like as fans like we've almost demanded that of them it's like uh it's just like on Friday at midnight, people stay up to listen to like it's like a movie release or a That's video exactly game. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's only in ra- it's only in rap. Like no other genre is doing. I don't think so. Not to not, that not yeah. I feel like in the alternative space, like people get into like they anticipate certain albums, but it's not to the same 
degree mm. as like a rap album and I feel like that because people who are say fans of like I don't know like Cage the Elephant you're not gonna hear them like a big group of people like freaking out about that album the same way that they would of like some other like rap album well, it depends bro I mean like it depends I, on I, I, I don't have anything for a say like I'm gonna say like okay I stand for this band or whatever but like yeah. for example like Tame Impala drop. Tame Impala or like even one that's even a whack band that I do like now, but like Arctic Monkeys. Time out. Like, those niggas are whack, bro. I got started no, off. Them niggas even a whack band. No, are you, are you talking about the recent album? Because honestly, the, re- the recent album is mid, but it's, it performs really well. But what I'm them. saying is they headline fucking, you know, all these like, like Lollapalooza and shit. Coachella and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and when that shit drops, niggas go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think a lot of people be fake hype about Arctic Monkeys and actually don't be listening to them. But I feel like you can say that about every genre of music. Exactly. I feel like especially like with hip-hop now, it's like... It's the Twitter shit. It is. It's so trendy. Like, how many people just want to say like, oh, I just, I fuck with this Fetty project because they keep seeing it. It's like, if you don't say, I fuck with Fetty, it's like, who are you? You know? Even if you can really, truly be somebody that doesn't like that. Bro, I literally just told this nigga I'll fuck with that shit. I think so. I'm just like, most people aren't going to do that online, though. True. The reason why, but the reason why I brought that up to you specifically because I feel like that would be something that you fuck with. And that's why I was like surprised. It's just too much shit, bro. Right. No, I got you. I'm listening to the action shit today. I'm listening to other shit, like I yeah. catching up, mm-hmm. you know the fucking I was listening to um the West Side shit. Yeah, West Side shit today. It's just thirty tracks, bro. Thirty mm-hmm. fucking tracks. I don't got time to download albums like once an hour, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's what you gotta do nowadays, you know? I wanna I wanna go back to something Donnie said about just like the hype thing. Like I think a perfect example was Gucci. Okay. Yeah. Just like mm. Gucci fans coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. Like, when when he first when he was about to get released. Yeah. Yeah. Like where were you when he was dropping EA Sports Center? No way. Well, I mean, I'm but, at Coachella and the white girls are saying, "Oh, I fuck with." Gucci. I'm like, but you know what? Come <laughs> on, dog. I feel like if we, I feel like if we say that, right? I feel like that's kind of on us too, because it's like, where was somebody else when EA Sports dropped? But at the same time. How many recycled Gucci mixtapes are there? Like, yeah, think about right, it. Right. Like, Gucci got hot and he recycled everything. Like, Zaytoven was that guy well before he was that guy, bro. Like, them beats didn't change. Bro, it's the same organs, bro. That's true. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> It's just a fact. I feel like Beethoven top five. He is. For that Usher shit. He is. We not. <laughs> We're not even gonna get into the Usher project. But I just, I feel like when we when we look at how much music is coming out, it's like I feel like everybody is to blame. I feel like it's so much hype going on all the time. It's like I just can't imagine what it even feels like to be an artist right now. It's the not fans have some shit out. That's what I, that's what I think is the fans' faults too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's what we're what the general public demanding like. But six nine like six nine should not be where it pop it like if, no. you had, if you had to me bro one it's this it's this Twitter shit that's a problem two it's that they the streaming incentivizes them to just drop bro because mm-hmm. they're gonna get paid now before like mm-hmm. they need yeah. to develop a fan base by the album like yeah, yeah, or else yeah. I'm getting that shit for free you know what I'm saying like, yeah. we you get lime wire exactly <laughs> you know what that is a really good point and I don't feel like we talk about that enough when we talk about albums like great projects like just so when we talking about like top 10 albums so and I'm talking about like what my favorite albums are it's hard for me to count an album that came out within the past like three to five years because I have other albums on that list 
that I've been listening to all my life. That you've been like purchasing or you at least got the zip downloaded. downloaded. Like you made some type of like actual exactly. commitment or something like opening an app and then just streaming out of it. Like whenever I saw like the, cause I know Bronson has like a heavy, heavy, heavy cult following. Like I looked at my Bronco and I saw dot zip file. I was like, I know people are fucking with this mm-hmm. shit cause they downloading the zip file of that shit and it's mm-hmm. streaming for free. Mm-hmm. Like that's a commitment to me. Like I think where we're at right now, I think it's kind of, it's becoming a lot harder to identify what a fan really looks like as opposed to just a groupie. Because when I look at like some of my like favorite albums or like some of like my most iconic groups, the proof is in the pudding, you know? Like I'm a mob deep fan. I can't tell you how much of my money they have. I bought the infamous alone, like physical copy twice and I still got the vinyl in my house, you know? Good shit. It's facts, you know, and it's like when I when I look at stuff like that, you know, it's like I don't know if I can say like I'm a true fan of some of the stuff that comes out like that fast just because it's like, all right, one, I need to take the time to listen. Gotta you sit know? on it, bro, yeah. You gotta sit on it. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know if they not dropping stuff that fast and I got another person that can, like Spitter gives me something like, I feel like every few weeks and it's usually <laughs> great, you know? You know who follows the good, the old model though? is like Kendrick though. I was yeah. just gonna bring him up. Cause too. I was shitting on, a- or mm-hmm. I was telling Avery like, you know, Kendrick is fucking up when Drake was dropping shit. Mm-hmm. And like he kind of passed Kendrick like a couple years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he dropped Damn, you're like, fuck, bro. Like, yeah. take all the time you need to, like, that's, that's yeah, a make thing. a masterpiece, you yeah. know? And I think that, like, people absorb a Kendrick album way better than they would, like, uh, like Amigos album. Not to say anything about Amigos, but they also drop a lot of shit throughout the year. Like, they had Culture 2, they had Quavo's project, they had the Quavo and Travis shit, they have the takeoff shit, and offsets the um offset shit still coming out this year. Like that's a lot of fucking Migos music. And bro. features all the time. Mm. They're not like on any popular project, offset or Quavo pops up on at least one of the songs. And Quavo right. and Quavo on like the international thing now, like yeah. you know, on the pop on the real pop songs. So. Yeah. You know what though? I feel like we kind of asked for this. You know, yeah. like we, like to some degree, I think as fans, we said, yo, we need to make this rap thing pop. Like we need to make it to a point where everybody has access to this, you know? And then we we kind of came together and we said, all right, look, like rather than really giving other artists chance to be in this spot and to try out different stuff, like we got comfortable with just saying like, all right, well, this works and we're going to ride it out until it stops. I mean, think about how many people still try to sound like Migos. Still. Yeah. How many still people try to sound like Future. In, any of those cats. And like there's so many other dope artists, not just rappers. I mean, yeah. dope artists yo you know what i'm saying and we talk about like kendrick and even his whole thing i mean like damn came out like a year and a half two years after the pepper butterfly where it's like in the past yo we're used to taking like three four five years for somebody to drop out mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like the fact that even the gap on that has shortened so much that's crazy man that's just crazy yeah you listen to twitter though like it's a, it's a classic that night like that night yeah that night Mm. I don't know I think that album is up there but I think it's still too soon to say if it's like a classic classic what damn yeah cause like I'm gonna cause I'm gonna be honest so like I'll take an example like one of my favorite albums like Pinata right whenever that album dropped I know I fuck with it a lot but over time I realized I was like I think this is gonna be an album I'm gonna be playing for like the rest of my life like 
I feel like damn it could very easily fall in that category but then it could also be a thing where it's like oh shit like I never listen to this again like Good Kid Mad City like I don't listen to that album or don't crave to ever listen to that album I feel like that um, Good Kid didn't have like a timeless you know mm-hmm. when he was, I, I feel like damn like if you hear ten years, ten years from now, you'd be like, when, when was that shit made? Right. Like it really has nothing to do with like those are pop, nothing to do what. Some fighting words for some people because people be swearing by Good Kid. I'm just like I guess I think yeah. I think I don't play it no more because I played it so much when it came out. Right. Because yeah. I had the CD in my car. I think it was a classic, but it's not timeless to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Like. At the moment, like, yeah, everyone remembers when they were listening to Good Kid, you know what I'm saying? I think it's kind of like his Illmatic, where it's like, it's where he made the stamp on this world, on the world, like, at large, is like when everybody became accustomed to Kendrick on a bigger scale. Like, we've all been listening to Kendrick for a while, but, like, everybody and their mom knew who Kendrick was when that album came out. Yeah. Now, is that his best album that's kind of, like, negligible and debatable, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing with, like, Nas, like, I between the first three albums he put out, everybody's like, one of those is his best one. So I think the same thing with Kendrick is the case here. I, you know, I think it's like funny because I think the biggest element in all this is time. Just because like, I think enough time has passed for me between like Illmatic to Stillmatic to Street Disciples and everything else to where I can say like, I think Illmatic is his most important album because of what it did for the culture. But to say it's his best album, I don't think that's fair. I think Nas has done so much dope creative stuff where it's like to leave him at his first album, I think it's almost insulting. Yeah. What's his best album in your opinion then? His best album? Like my favorite Nas album. I might say Street Disciples, man, if I'm not even joking. Like, for me, personally. And that's like... Because for me to say, like, yo, Illmatic is just, like, his best album ever. I'm saying that from a perspective of somebody that literally just turned 27. But at the end of the day, like, I wasn't 14, 15, 16, picking up that cassette, watching it buzz in the streets. And, like, I think about how that could have affected the culture at that time. Like, this one super MC with like these super producers, you know what I'm saying? Like straight up and how like that changed the landscape. I mean, before that, you gotta think, it was always one MC and a producer, you know? And he changed the game, but to say that that's his best work, I just, I don't know if that's fair for us to put him in that box. You're in a certain pocket though. I mean, once you said that Mob Deep comment, you know, like, a lot of dudes, you, even your age, aren't fucking with my deep like that. You know what I'm saying? No, but I have to, I feel like I'm honest enough with myself to admit that, like, even though some of these things I grew up on, I had to go back and find it. For sure. Facts. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can't. Some people just gonna be like, nah, I, I was listening to that, like, back in the. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't fake yeah. like that. But I'm saying, like, regular fans, they don't go back two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if they first heard Kendrick on Damn, that's their favorite Damn album. Or even Kanye, for example, let's bring him up again. But is that a fan? I mean, you can't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, well, that's what I'm saying. You're like, you're yeah. deep into it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Put a perspective on it. You know? Yeah, but peep this, right? Because, like, you know how, like, when we were coming up and we were looking back at the 90s, it's, like, kind of easy to pick out, like, the albums that you need to listen to or stuff that you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck somebody's going to navigate this shit 10 years from now because, like, I mean, yes, it's searchable, right? But it's, like, only so many albums were really, like, a major impact. And there's, like, thousands of albums that'll come out in a year. But now. you know what, though? If 10 years from now, that's how you're going to know what was actually good. Right. What albums stick out? You know what I'm saying? Because in the 90s, it wasn't like 
it was only like Chronic and Nomadic and you know Snoop Dogg first album. It's like there was mad shit coming out. That was rap's golden era, you know, nineties, bro. Right. So like, what is like like the whole trail you have to go down? Dudes are gonna be doing that because they're mm-hmm. they'd be young looking back. Like I want to know what happened. Like. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, I feel like there's so many more albums because it's so much easier to create the music now. Like back then, even if you were putting out an album at a small scale, you had to be on a label. And it took a lot of money and resources to do that. So I feel like the production of music has just like multiplied like tenfold. So it's just kind of hard to like actually navigate all of that. Like obviously the the major stuff. I want to see numbers on how many like rap albums were dropped, like, you know? True. From then and now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll well, be curious, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, just kind of doing, not even doing any hard, like, digging. Like, there's way, way more labels now. There's, like, way more paid ways to get music It's easier to put it online. Right. Yeah, like, yeah We could sure. sit in here and make an album, like, right now and literally put that bitch out on Spotify, right? But, like, you couldn't do that, like, 20 years ago. Like, you'd have to know a guy who had a studio. You had to pay for the studio time. You had to find a producer and pay for the beat. But what do you consider it. an album? Because, like, there's a lot of dudes who make music, mm. you know? But, like, are they really a part of the rap game? I guess, you know any, I guess to me, if the music is distributed in a consumable way, so like if it's like on a CD, a cassette or whatever, you can call it a tape, but I would just look at it as like a body of work or like a project and I would count that. But I'm saying like, there could be a dude you know who got like 500 followers on the gram, he's a rapper, but like, is he a part of like the rap culture, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I see what you're saying. Like, does, He might be a city rapper wherever at, you know? Like there's mm-hmm. dudes who rap at every state, bro. This is true. You know true. what I'm saying? Every college campus is a rapper, bro. True. Like, and, that, and that's always been the case though. I think and it, uh, the mixtape album thing, it should be a mixtape. It's something that you can't legally make money off of because you're putting samples and stuff okay. on like sure, unauthorized sure. samples and stuff like that. I feel like it's, it's, but it, it's too late, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but there's I mean there's still like uh, stuff like the mixtape like real mixtapes on like they get put up on Apple Music yeah. they might not be found but there's mm-hmm. stuff it's up hard there, to like, find mixtapes on Apple Music no, they're, they're on there like in Spotify and stuff I feel like we're in I feel like to say that it's easier now I don't know if I can honestly say that because I feel like now that it's so easy to get in it's just gotten that much harder it's like think about it like now that we have more access to school than we've ever had. Yeah. Who's using their degree and like doing what they want to do? You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody can rap nowadays. There's a lot of people out there with real talent, some dope ass rappers. But there's also I think it's harder to get noted. It's probably way harder to get noticed unless you're doing much. some crazy like, like gimmick. Yeah, yeah, your gimmicks. Yeah. And I mean, just think about how that's impacted the culture. It's like I feel like we're so. We're so absent-minded when it comes to time and, like, just progression. <laughs> like, it's crazy because, like, like you were saying, like, we kind of already dubbed these things classics within, like, 30 minutes. And it's like, you literally haven't played that album long enough to know whether or not it's a classic. Like, you literally haven't given it one full rotation. You just like it right now. But I can honestly say, if I go back and I look at, like, the past... 10 years, the albums that have come out since then and now, like what I'm still bumping to this day, a lot of the stuff that I was thinking this could be classic, there's a lot of stuff that just didn't make that cut, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a fact. I think there's a lot of artists that are out right now that 
I think the proof is in the pudding, man. Like, cream just rises to the top. Like, everybody can't last. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that sound like Future. But we're going to remember Future. Not everybody that sounded like him. I don't remember all the people that sounded like Spitter back in 09. Everybody wanted to sound Jesus. like Spitter. Like, all of, like almost... Bruh, like almost everybody was trying to sound like him at one point. Everyone, bruh. And everybody has that wave. I think that when we talk about classic albums, classic runs, like classic anything, we're talking about movements. We're talking about actual, you came in and you like added something to the game. Not even necessarily reinvent the wheel, but added something to it, you know? Mm. I can't deny like the impact of a future. It doesn't matter whether I'm super into his music or not. That man has changed the game forever. It's never gonna go back to the way it was, you know? But at the same time, I can only imagine how much slack a group like Wu-Tang probably would have got from people that weren't from New York or Staten Island for that matter. You know what I'm saying? And look at who they are now. Right. They was just in D.C. last night. You yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's crazy. I think that we look at we look at those entities and we're like, all right, like, you know, this is what's it. This is what's hot, yada, yada, yada. But we just, we haven't given it enough time, man. And you know what, though? Speaking of Wu-Tang real quick, like, on other albums, like, they were talking shit about these rappers who were just, like, in the moment rappers even back then, you know? So that mm-hmm. problem has always existed, too. This is true. Like it's always been white rappers. The What's that one song yeah. they had? The biters, the shark, shark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Oh, I forgot what it was. Yeah, just people biting yeah. people's styles, like you saying. I mean, even just think yeah. about that, bro. Like, how different is that? Like, it's now like more. It's not even just acceptable. It's almost preferable for you to sound like somebody else. But before, like, <laughs> tight beat. See, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a thing. Hey, bro, that's controversial. That's right? a yeah. thing. That's like a whole nother thing in itself. But I feel like. Uh, even even with the way that rap works, right? Like I feel like when you start, you start emulating somebody, and then you add on to it. Like I remember, Wu had beef with Biggie because they were saying that Biggie was biting Nas. Like he was trying to be like Nas. Even like with the Ready to Die cover, they're like, you took that shit from That's Illmatic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, I just think that it's kind of just how shit works. Like everybody just kind of mirrors somebody that they admire or somebody that they respect and then they kind of like add their own element to it but it's just way more transparent now because I can see I can go to your Instagram and go to this other person's Instagram and I can clearly see where you started doing this shit Mm. so like is that that really an issue though because like just an analogy real quick like if you just translate to like basketball right Mm. it's like Kobe emulated Mike you know what I'm saying and people do it all the time like if a new rookie comes in the league you're like yo like they always do the comparison, but, but then you're like, yo, who is your influence? Like, mm, who right. do you want to play like? You know what I'm saying? And I think that the it's fine to a point where you need to actually start adding some of your own stuff to sure. it. Because yeah, if you're copy, literally, yeah. you're just yeah. photocopying, like if I just photocopied like everything Trippy Red did, then I'm a fucking scrub. That's and I don't, black, yeah. yeah. But it'd be different if like, I was 14, right? And then I made like something that sounded like Trippy Red because obviously my palette's not that large yet but then I'm adding my own shit as I progress like I feel like that's fine but the question is like are are we requiring them to do that nowadays you know what I'm saying like mm, do they just, need to do it or it's like, a demand that's what that's what it, exactly. that's the thing it's the uh, it's yeah. So why, why our ears someone's gonna do it yeah someone's gonna do it yeah I mean you gotta think like if somebody wants to come out right now like for you to make it to a label, you gotta show up with videos, you gotta show up with a following, you gotta show up with likes all over the place, you gotta show up with something that 
can be related to. Like, they got to be able to look at that and say, like, all right, this sounds like what's on the radio right now. Like, we need this update. Mm-hmm. And I think that labels don't do enough when it comes to an artist building up the artist as mm-hmm. far as, like, uh, managing, like, their image and, and trying to really build up that artist to last long term. They're like, oh, shit, this is, like, the flavor that people want now. Let's cash out on this. Put this person in, like, a like a 360 four or five album deal will make it look sweet it's like two mil but they don't understand that they start also have to about, pay for the production start about tough start <laughs> thinking about NBA young boy oh, shit that's exactly <laughs> what basically uh, like he's his deal's kind of fucked like it's, he has to deal with mad kids yeah, uh, yeah. and it's kind of sad like 21 22 he me so. wow. yeah that's crazy so like you see this show all the time but it's kind of like how the capitalism works in the music industry is kind of sad but like you don't really see too many people like the only labels that I can think of that just really just didn't give a fuck about what was popular and they just took a bunch of chances on people was like Stone's Throw I was like, in, say, yeah. in more recent history because they had like mm-hmm. uh, Georgia Ann they had Mad Lib they had fucking Mira Dilla too right oh my god yeah yeah and, yeah. Yeah. yeah like and you look at their roster because like with Stone's Throw's approach they're just like oh you're actually unique and you're doing something let's give you everything you need to do what you're doing and they have a fucking roster on them like especially like during the blog era they're killing shit they do they have a roster that you and a few other people know about (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day I think homeboy Sandman is ill I don't know if that man is Ever going to get the credit he truly deserves but at the same time I would never go to a party and DJ and throw in one of his songs and expect people to just jump around it's not one of those things you know like it, may, it makes me wonder like how much of this is our own fault cause it's like you're talking about how Wu-Tang called out Biggie think about how much smaller the community was like yeah. we could talk to each other a lot easier we could call people out on their stuff but now the community is, is global yeah like rap is like one of the biggest things on the planet like period so it's like how are you gonna call somebody out <laughs> you can't even keep up with it it's like everybody <laughs> just wants to be accepted the, right. just like even yeah. the, the just the not even the artists but the fans too yeah. cause you know you got people look down at like oh you ain't listened to fucking this Drake thing yet like yeah. just, like, yeah. you know, like you did, did you not just see what Complex just posted like two minutes ago like yeah, exactly you know yeah, and they gonna shit on you so it's I mean I know it's not any of us in the room but you know think it's, think about how different that is like you know like back then like rap was still so young in its infancy it's like you went based off like what you saw you didn't have social media like that so you gotta think like whatever was hot in New York was hot in New York and it was hot to people in New York and but it was hot to other people because rap came from New York at that time you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I just like now that you have access to see how everybody is living and you see that they don't live drastically differently from each other you know what I'm saying it's like we just we just keep going it's like yo like you could be from Atlanta you could be from the Bay and sound the same and nobody gives a fuck that is yeah, wild like, to me this would have been like an issue like years ago cause everybody's like like every, every like place has their own vibe right the, the music that comes from there is supposed to soundtrack that shit but then like you got people from like St. Louis rapping like they're from 
fucking like Texas and I'd be like yo what the hell oh there's uh, my boy Keegan just sent me this dude from uh, London I guess he's one of like he like raps with Skepta or whatever mm-hmm. but he's not like it was like some trap shit but I could hear the accent I'm like hold on is this dude from and then he was like yeah he, and, then, and then he was just, I was like yo I was like yo this shit's hard but he was like he was like my king was just like London I was like oh shit I'm like damn they kind of stealing the sauce a little bit right but right. I mean there's no barriers right now because of the internet right. so they, they yeah. probably listen to that shit heavy out there though you know what I'm saying no they do yeah. it's just like the when you be seeing like the like the Asian rappers or whatever oh like, true like going, 88 Rising and all yeah, that shit. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, See, I feel it, like it's such a for me. It's like I get excited about that. It's good. I mean, it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's do. good for yeah. It's dope. It's like I'm like for them to want to pay homage to us like that. It's like I grew up watching like all kinds of like like foreign yeah. films and Anime-ish, stuff from yeah. everywhere. You know, yeah. so it's like to think that they're looking at us too and like they love our culture. It's like I'm still so excited to be a part of hip hop. I think culture. that is one of the dopest things about music because like. You see a lot of that shit come full circle. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like when you, it's like when you, because with rap, right? They kind of sample a lot of shit from other cultures, mm-hmm. and then when you see those other cultures kind of like respond back with like a similar echo or whatever, it's just like, damn, that's kind of tight. They don't even fucking speak the same language, no, but they fucking get it. It's just this shit is so tight. It makes me feel a little less weird when I listen to my anime theme songs on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, bro, but I just get so hyped. But I imagine, like, yo, there's got to be a kid on the other side, too, that, like, I don't know, maybe he just picked up, like, some old school Nas. And that was, like, his first introduction, legit. He was like, yo, I don't even know how to describe this, but I love it. You know what I'm saying? That, I think that part still just really excites me about this game and how much There's gotta be those people who like doing that research too, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're like a foreign artist, you fucking figuring all that shit out. He's in the streets, you're like, oh shit, where's yeah. that? Oh, <laughs> uh, we from Queens, Queensboro? Bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> rich too? Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they still be saying like rap's in the best place it's ever been though, right? That, that, that's your argument, right? I think it is. I feel like rap is so rock right now. Like the way I like the way I'm looking at rap, I feel like uh, there's just so much stuff that comes out that is different, but the stuff that's streamlined, like is just stuff that sounds the same a lot of the times. So I feel like I don't know if y'all remember that point in rock where like everything sounded like Nickelback for years like a decade and then like people were like oh my god it's the darkest of times I'm grateful for that because that's how we got in the door in the first place like they needed something new but then afterwards like rock went right back to being rock and it's still great so it's like I've been not to cut you off I've been thinking about like stuff like whenever like right before the blog era popped and all of like these underground people just like randomly started surfacing and music Everybody was trying to make like a Lil Wayne type record or like a Fat Joe Make It Rain type record or like they were trying to do some shit like that like all over. And then I feel like once 
once the bar gets so homogenized like across <coughs> the for everybody that's kind of where you start to see like all these other creatives who are working on unique shit they get to the opportunity to like kind of take over because that's like in the blog area like, you had so many different people that came out you had like the cool kids you had Cuddy, you had wale i would even say like lupe almost but he was like kind of before the block era but like a lot of these people were just like going against what was like on the rate of what was like the normal shit to listen to and i felt like that became like the second golden era of hip-hop yeah let's call it it was just like very <clears throat> back in like the mid to late 2000s it was just so like top heavy or even before that like you had to be on a big label to get your stuff heard on the radio everything everybody was playing the same thing now it's just like I can go in different circles of people on Twitter or whatever that have good taste and they are playing different stuff everybody wants to listen to listen to you know our music so I mean it's bigger than ever like you had Coachella they had this year they had who was it Beyond, I mean, it was all like in the hip hop sphere, but right. Beyonce, yeah. Weekend, and Eminem like headlining like that's never right. that hasn't happened before. So you know, that's why I think it's I think it's in the best place. And then you could just go, it's just yeah I don't know what are you talked about before. I, I think I got something. So yeah. like literally, he just made me realize something. Like literally, before it was all radio based and these hip hop blogs based. You know what I'm saying? So you go on hip hop blogs, see what's coming out and shit. Literally, Twitter is the radio now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's controlling that shit mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why it seems so fast. Because mm-hmm. everyone's on. Everyone's their own like little fucking DJ. Like, all right, listen to this. Like, it's all listening to. You yeah. know, exactly. It's in different yeah. pockets at the same time too. Exactly. So, it's like imagine like the four of us in this room, right? Like we're all listening to different shit. It's like we're consuming like four times the amount of music because you'll run into something that you like and I'll find that shit, but I never would have found it by myself. And then like, it'll just work like that for all of us. And that's literally everyone on Twitter, bro. And like, I feel like there, everybody has like- Can you imagine like, just like back in, oh, I don't know, five, you have to, you're gonna hear something that's on the radio or you know it like a CD's about to come out. And then, all right, I'm about to line wire this shit. Then I have to go, that then I have to download it onto my little. I had like a little Sandisk thing. I had one of those. You had the USB plug into it, and then you wait for the next album to come out. Is it out or? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. That's it. No, I was saying when I moved to Jax, that was the shit that made me the most sad, bro. Having to have the radio down there. Mm. I was like, there's no Hot 97, mm. there's no 105. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, like, this radio sucks, yo. <laughs> Every t- I'm serious, yo. Like, not to show like, whoever's down there. Like, that radio, bro, I was like, this shit is not what I want to listen to at all, you know? And you didn't have streaming. You only had CDs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And one at a time. You they know? really control, like, what we listen to. Exactly. And now it's just like, you're free. You can... Like, Go listen to the weirdest shit you want to now. And everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Like chopped and screwed polka. I guess that's another question though. Like going back to the main topic at hand. Since we do have access to all this hot shit that's coming out all the time. We kind of ask for that. So like is it really still such a problem? Because I mean think about it. Like we listened to Fetty all day yesterday by choice. Literally. The album is about... 30 minutes and we listen to that all day we probably listen to Fetty 
12 times <laughs> and I'm not mad at it but I'm thinking to myself if Fetty would have came out today with everything else I probably could have listened to everything <laughs> right 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 I think that like now like obviously I think in hindsight it's like you kind of don't know how good you got it because like our parents didn't really get to pick the music that they fucked with unless they were like doing extracurricular research at like a record record store right? where are you going to do research at right there ain't you, no internet you just have to like go into the rap <laughs> section and just, just literally pick like you might not have never heard of this person you're just randomly just picking albums and spending money on yeah. shit that you don't even know is good but now well can you hold on could you imagine like hearing a song that you like and not being able to like just you could I mean Shazam like right that's even shameful now some people don't even like you know Shazam because you're like oh you didn't know what that fucking was like put that fucking put that shit up but no like like just not knowing what a song was and not being able to go look it and up that moment just passes you like you might <laughs> for the next 20 years ever <laughs> yeah that's fucking insane but like like right now like we're <laughs> bro you'd be like 60 and you'd be like I remember this song in the summer of 74 <laughs> but I think that like um, now we listen to so much of what we want to that we're almost tired of listening to the shit that we want to if that makes sense right cause like if you listen to just the radio, when some shit came on that you fucked with, shit stopped. Like, you stopped doing what you were doing because mm-hmm. you don't get that opportunity all the time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I can listen to whatever the fuck I want to all the time. And then you kind of just OD on it. That's what happened in, in this household, actually. So Avery was playing, like, Mobama in, like, February, right? <laughs> February. I don't even know what shit came out, right? It was, like, yeah. it, was, it was cold, though. And my boy came over. My boy came over. He's like, yo, this shit's hot. You know what I'm saying? But I was like... Even keeps on playing this fucking song, you know. <laughs> and when that shit got hot, uh, then I was like, "Oh, it's actually a hot song." But like, damn, I heard this yeah. shit like a hundred times already. <laughs> I was trying to tell people, man. No, bro, I was, was trying right. to tell people. Right. He was the only man in America playing that shit a hundred times, like <laughs> back then, bro. He did get me hip to. Uh, he did get me hip to that Mobama track, though. Like that shit was it. So he played what he wanted to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. And you know it's fine now, but it's just like like it's a beautiful thing. But like I think anything in like excess is like a bad thing. Like even shit that you like. I think this might be just an like, example of it. So I can, I can I see think, that. I think like the I think we are in a, a beautiful space right now in the sense that we can just go grab whatever we want. So I mean like even if even if you do get sick of it for you to go completely left like this isn't such a stretch now honestly I think I'm more curious to figure out what left is anymore man <laughs> true cause I feel like so many music topics or music genres like bump shoulders like it's kind of crazy so like even when like Miley Cyrus was making music or whatever I don't know what she's doing now. but like she was getting like production from like trap producers because like that just made sense so it's just like but you would have told me in 2000 Britney Spears was gonna put out an album with like Dame Grease or some shit what the fuck is this come on past it would have been it would have been too much but now I just feel like trying to do different shit is just commonplace like I think if anything if you were the type to do the same thing over again like that might be the weird shit you know I think so many people are doing such different shit. I think that we kind of forget sometimes, like, we can also do what works, but... Because, <laughs> like, I would say... So let's take... Let's bring up the Migos again, right? Okay. 
they're literally doing the same music that they've done the whole time, right? Period. But now, just like you said, you're migoed out. There's nothing wrong with the formula that they're... I mean, there is... I don't it's know. There's, there's nothing yeah, wrong with it, but you've just heard it so many times again and again, and mm-hmm. you kind of just like, oh, this dude's whack now. But you know what, though? Like, sorry, same thing with him with, uh, with like, no, that shit just like... Like, the Migos, y'all were on it before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, for the most people, they ain't tired of that shit yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all That's are tired crazy. of it, but they're right. not, bro. Because, honestly, honestly, I never fucked with them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, then, like, when they came out, I was like, okay, now I know who each of these dudes are. And then, like, I don't really like them any, any, anyways, but the average person who does, they're loving that shit, bro. Right. You know what? I like remember the first time I like heard Migos because I was like the stand was at my place, man. We was on the way to go get donuts at some That's point. That's just the shit we did, man. And they had Bando playing in my living room. <laughs> yeah, it was like before, like before Bando came on. Remember, uh, what was that song that came on like right before in that video? It was like something about a bag. I don't know, but I remember that beat was so hard. I was like, hold on, what is that? And then Bando came on. And I was like, my God. No, we literally we literally played uh, it was like after the episode last episode. We literally went through that whole like first mix. It was the first ten songs were like classic songs. Oh right. even, <laughs> even the song with Soldier Boy on it was fire. I didn't even skip the Soldier Boy verse, bro, because I just fucked with the song that much. Bro, it was just it's fun. And I think like I think sometimes we like we overlooked the fact that a lot of the music, bro, that we were loving, like at that point in time, like if we're talking like I would say like that 07 to like 2012, 2013 gap, we loved a lot of that shit because everybody didn't have access to that. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of something that was more fun than putting somebody on Wiz or Kendrick or Pac Div or Don for like the first time ever. And like watching just, the reaction to right, it. Yeah. Bro, you gotta think when we were like in high school, but I remember like looking at the football field where they were like reenacting like drunk drivers and like some bitch just dead in the grass and like Dom had just dropped like a night before then bruh and I'm sitting there thinking like it's showtime nigga like straight <laughs> up bruh everybody was on that shit though you know like everybody was still like looking for like Jeezy and like the recession, you know what I'm saying? Like this is <laughs> you think about how different that era is, you yeah, know? Yeah. This is crazy. Like I think there's is a lot of music that comes out all at once and I feel like we are consuming it so much different than we used to. But it's a blessing and a curse. It really is. And I think it's gonna be more of a blessing than a curse in the long run. I would agree. Uh, yeah. I'm mean, definitely I mean I'm able to pull up any song I want, like yeah, in two seconds, instantly. Like, Why not? Like, could you imagine, like, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, you have to have like a case of CDs, and you'd be like, "Damn, I want to listen to that." Make sure they don't get scratched up. <laughs> then you don't have the CD if you want. Like, you can't listen to that shit. Like, you play it too many times. That shit's skipping. That exactly. I remember. Hey, I remember we had the so so dev all star. That oh, yeah, shit, bro. you can't get that nowhere, bro. Nah, bro. That's, <laughs> and that's that, rare. that shit was skip at the same, same part every time. I'm like, God damn, man. It's just like, no, nah, man. It, it, I'd much rather refer this 2018. Yeah. 
Could you like, imagine paying for something and it has like an expiration date on it? Like you play it too many times, you just can't listen to it. You, you like you lease pay money. Imagine that shit. Right. Oh my god. The tape spirals out. Imagine oh, if imagine if LBC moved to that model, yo. Bruh, no, wait, what? What? Like, 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 like limited time years, like release a song or, or a month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not in that same vein, but I just crypto. There's like a cryptocurrency that's supposed to be coming out, or it came out that you can buy into like your artist song, and you can get paid off of. Too. Like buy stock in their song. Yeah. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even want to. And even Nipsey like has that. a Nipsey no. has a, uh, a which one called two for music too. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Nipsey's genius, though, bro. I mean, he nice. sold mixtapes for a hundred dollars, bro. Like he's clearly had a and then everybody. put it on for streaming. Like the fuck, <laughs> like, how disrespectful is that? Shit. shit, bro. Like my god, yeah. bro. I, you know what, man? I think it's it's funny because we do have access to all this stuff. I think like the question coming up pretty soon is gonna be like beyond like how long can we maintain this, but. How long can you stay impressed? Like, if somebody keeps giving you that much back to back to back to back, how long can you truly be impressed? I think that's what happened in the future for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that there's nothing wrong, kind of like what we're talking about with Amigos, there's nothing wrong with Future's formula per se. It's just we got a lot of it. We have like three, four, five hundred songs of Future doing this similar thing. So it's just like you almost can't even appreciate it that volume because it's just like so much of it and then you have a bunch of people who are just like trying to steal parts of his style mm-hmm. that you hear it whether you're not even listening to it mm-hmm. all right let me ask you all right let's talk about one, one guy because i think he's been following the same formula formula for a while I I you already know what i'm about to say it starts with a j i know it, i know it, <laughs> and ends with a cold oh, <laughs> this shit hasn't been consistently great though <sighs> Nah. And he's gotta stop making his own fucking beats. Shit. Does he make like a majority of his own beats on his He has a part, he's like an exec, I think he's like an executive producer. Like he has a major part in how his sound. So like, he tailors same, his sound to what he wants. Is it the same vein as like Travis? Because Travis has like no. he EPs a lot of his stuff, but he doesn't actually take the producer credit. I think he easy. literally like puts together beats. Wait, shit. Okay. I feel like... Because I know Trap started off that way, but he doesn't do that. Like, can you name producers that J. Cole works with consistently? Uh, he picks, like, ran- he picks really random-ass producers. That's true. Like, he'll pick, like, uh, a producer on YouTube with, like, 12,000 consistent hits, and then he'll have, like, a song that sounds similar to some shit. Well, he gotta stop doing that shit. Well, I mean, but who's J. Cole's influence, though? Nas. And Nas, after that first album, like literally challenged himself on every album to work with different producers that gave you different shit. And no, it wasn't always the hottest beat. I mean, that's probably one of Nas's greatest criticisms is that he doesn't pick the greatest beats, but he'll tell you himself. He like ass beats. He does, but at the same time, he's like telling you like, yo, I'm challenging myself and I'm still one of the greatest like spitters out there. Like, you know, listen to me for the merit of this. I am not a huge J. Cole fan, and I haven't been probably since Friday Night Lights, if I'm being real with you. I'm with you on that. That being said, though, it's like, I can't knock that man's hustle, man. I feel like for you to 
not have to pay that much money out to producers and then for you to still get all that money back on these albums with barely any features who the fuck does that in 2018 this is true i guess my thing is is like for a talent like a nas or a j cole who's like that style of rapper i would love for them to try the experimental shit on mixtapes and then refine it for an album but they don't drop but in mixtapes between. don't exist anymore. right but they don't they don't drop like anything in between they're just like this is the album, this is the album, this is the album. So I'm grading them, and I, I have to stop doing this, but I'm grading them like a little harder because you're 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 selling this to me as an album versus like, oh, this is a mixtape. Because like to me, even though like Wayne had like fire mixtapes, like I wouldn't grade the mixtapes the same way as I would an album. The impacts are still like similar, but they're just like different. They're different spaces to try shit, you know? I feel like when you when you talk about like a Wayne versus a J. Cole, not even their styles, but like the volume of music that they put out. I feel like <coughs> Wayne, like you would judge him based off chapters, you know what I'm saying? Like dedication yeah. is a series. So like you're not just thinking about like one particular track. When you think about like all these different like moments and times, you know what I'm saying? I feel like J. Cole, I don't know if he's ever truly presented himself to us as like a mixtape artist. Like he's an artist that so happened to have a few mixtapes, but mm. I feel like he's been pretty consistent in saying like, yo, if I put out this work, you're gonna have to pay for it. And that's it. And I feel like if, if that's you, if you can cut costs on producers, I mean, why the fuck not? I mean, yo, it's good to- Do you think he's sacrificing quality for that though? Clearly not, because everybody loves them. <laughs> I think J. Cole's stands are like the worst. Though. They're the most annoying. They're me, the worst. They're the most annoying stands. They don't even have a problem with J. Cole, but I feel like J. Cole fans sometimes do this thing where they're like, like J. Cole is the mecca of music, and they don't venture on beyond or around J. Cole, so it's like you can't really talk to them about anything else but J. Cole. Let me tell y'all something about J. Cole fans. I pray to God that this podcast gets a few J. Cole-like fans. <laughs> I swear to God. It's just it's just real, because I feel like, to me, that's the difference between a fan and just a few groupies that are just, like, hit to some shit, you know? I feel like, yo, J. Cole has some die-hard fans. Do I agree with every single project that J. Cole put out no but i feel like i can't hate on that genius yo it's not it's not easy it's not easy to do in this climate especially when people are looking for reasons to not like you you know like you know like they're looking for more reasons to to criticize your work than to truly appreciate it so the fact that j cole to me can be somewhat subpar and mediocre compared to some of like the artists that I appreciate and still generate that like Kendrick. worldwide that's crazy I think that's amazing I think uh for one I was like a J. Cole stan probably up until he was a mixtape stan J. Cole stan yeah cause but once the, cause the albums yeah. I don't know for me the albums have not lived up to what he was putting out on his mixtapes before he was coming out. Mm-hmm. Even like the Friday Night Lights thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not, they didn't live up to where I thought my expectations. I already thought I heard the best of J. Cole. Mm-hmm. But the stands, it's just like, man, like. That's really the problem for I don't, me, dude. I think, I, I respect the hell out of J. I respect the hell out of J. Cole, but I think it's the, it is a cool thing. I'm putting up quotes to hate on J. Cole. <laughs> it's yes, like a Twitter yes. thing. Yeah. But I, I do res- I do respect him. Like uh, but I just I just expected a lot more. But I am happy that he stayed like true to himself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a that's a hard that's a hard thing to do. I think but too, 
I think <laughs> as much slack as J. Cole will catch sometimes, I think when we look 10 years from now, there's no doubt in my mind people are going to still remember him compared to all oh. these other throwaway-ass rappers that come out. Oh. Like, real rap. I feel like when you look at, like, how we talk about, like, some of these other artists, the Nas's, the Jay-Z's, one, let's not act like everybody loved them at every point in their career. I feel like Nas gets more credit now than he ever did back then, bro. Yeah. But even then, Nas still had some of those really loyal fans. And those loyal fans made you go back and listen to his shit. And there were moments we had to be like you know what I didn't even want to like this but I have to because it's great fucking music but you know what though like, with me at least like for Nas and Jay <laughs> like sure like Nas got shit on for a minute and then he you know Jay Jay too I mean they're saying he was a hook rapper you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. only hooks only big producers you know mm-hmm. but obviously whatever but for Jay Cole I feel like he started off crazy, you know, like mm. him. I mean, he started off when Drake and, and Kendrick were starting off, you know. Yeah. Those two dudes obviously surpassed him. Those are the two best rappers to me, like it's undisputed, you know. They're top of the rap game. I feel like J Cole's in that upper echelon for sure, you know. Like he's up there, but it's just like, come on, what, what, where's your classic at? You know what I'm saying? Like he has one, he has one. But like, where's the consistent? What's the, who has one? J Cole. Which one is it? The fucking one with no features. Oh, the 2014? Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I, get, I, I get you. You know what I'm saying? I get like, that. No, 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 was, I bought that CD. Everyone's going to say that it's a good album. It's a great album, you know? Mm. Like, all the other ones are toss-ups. To me, like, some people hate them, some people love them, like... But even that, that's still an album that was, like, you, uh, it was kind of a recycled idea for me mm. from his earlier stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, then that, then, it's then, just, then you go, he has no classics. <laughs> if you're gonna give me if you're gonna say one I guess it has to be that but it's just like yeah. I thought his mixtapes were just exactly and then I still think it's like Drake Kendrick or they're, they're like up here mm-hmm. and then J. Cole's like a step down that's the whole point but it's because of he has like a huge fan base but his album albums aren't even there my thing is to be a step down from Drake I mean that's not saying that's not saying no but I'm saying like even if we literally just looked at that to be a step down from the highest you can go I mean fuck Drake was on Billboard for like 60 fucking weeks or some shit like that you know it's just like he has more time on the boards than the Beatles does that's what I'm saying so like for for J. Cole to be down from Drake who mind you is completely pop in every shape or form you know what i mean like pop he literally introduces us to more pop consistently for j cole to like not really be pop and to be a step down from some nigga that passed up the beatles i'm like whether i like his music or not i can't deny that this nigga has had some impact bro which i can't say for a lot of rappers that are rapping right now whether i like them or not i'm just it's just wild comparing like back in 09 I would have thought J. Cole would, have, would be... Yeah, so that's because you heard Rags to Riches, and that shit touched your heart. And you were like, you know what? I can be anything. And you felt it, bro. Simba came out, and you were like, oh my God. You know, like, it was just crazy. Like, you really felt that energy. But I felt like I felt a lot of energy from other cats that I liked, too. And they didn't make it as far as I yeah. wanted to. I don't understand how Dom didn't make it to be up there with the greats. Like, I can tell you why. If I'm being real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we can, so we can start a lot no, of hey, No, but before 2012, I mean, 2012, like... But Dom, you, Dom was, like, that dude, though. Like, honestly, in 2012, I was like, there's no way he can fail. And right. then he just 
fucking stopped rapping on beat. And I was like, <laughs> Stally got signed hey, to Maybach me. before Dom. That tripped me out because Lincoln Ways Nice is still a very great project. And Dom not signed it. No, he was he was being looked at. No, that's oh, why yeah, he was yeah, being yeah. looked at. You remember uh, Best After Bobby? Like Dom was just like every other song he was talking about me and Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Trojans mm-hmm. like playing with the Gators. Man, we know it. But that's what I'm saying. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that I liked personally that never got to that point. You know, and it's like for for whatever reason, you know, like I mean, we talk about like rappers that ain't the same. I, I only like comeback season as like a whole project from Drake. Like I'm just not like album for like five years. Like after he kept dropping other ones, like he's gonna give us that comeback season. Period. You know how they didn't come back. No. (laughs) You know know how many times, bro? I would just go around talking to people. Hey, you heard this shit? Listen, it's comeback season. Has everything you like. You like soul shit? We got it. You like pop shit? Here you go. You want some tough shit? This is it. He never gave me that again. But it's like. I was again like I was a really big Drake fan, but it's like for me to for me to like I can't even really sound like disappointed in like either one of those young men. It's like bro, like y'all did it. Y'all found the pocket. You found it at the right time and you changed the game. The game will never go back to being the way it was. We know for a fact that you can take the Drake approach. You can go out of the fucking stratosphere and put everybody on the game. But we also know that you don't have to do that. That you can be completely you. You can keep trying new shit. You can be somewhat corny and people will still fuck with you as long as you you, right? That's, That's just real. And I'm glad I'm glad that they came into the game and even gave us an opportunity to do this, right? Just real shit. Hmm. That was a good analysis. That was like a good analysis, actually. I didn't even think about it that way. It's true, man. I think the problem is just the it's Twitter, bro. You know, like, when he talks, <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Like, like keeps coming back to this, but like he has these stands. Like, you're right. You're understanding right what you're saying, right? It's just like double platinum, no features. Yeah. You know, when I hear that shit, and when I read, like they think they think he made it, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're arguing that he. You're not arguing he made it. You're arguing he said to himself and like his career made it. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're acting yeah. like he dropped. He's dropping fucking classics. <laughs> like they're acting like he's the best rapper in the game. Like they will argue that shit. But you know, all right. But hear me out, though. It's easy to say J Cole is the best rapper in the game no, if you're a little no, younger no. than we are and. You see all these other people putting out so much shit back to back to back. It's like, yo, J. Cole is one of the few artists that is taking his time and putting out bodies of work as opposed to just a bunch of fucking mixtapes every month. True. Of course, like, how easy is that to say? Like, I could totally get that, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, Kendrick is gonna drop some shit in another year and a half, two years. It's like, of course, I'm gonna think that this man is godlike because he can do that while all these other artists have to struggle to put some shit out every other Friday. So, so people keep going to their Instagram and all this other stuff too. Period. I feel like they're just. I feel like when I look at J Cole and Kendrick, I feel like they're such. Uh, they're they're so like against like what our time looks like. Like our time right now just looks like attention. Everybody's fucking thirsty, bro. Everybody. So it's like everybody's on their social media. Everybody wants to rap. I've worked with so many rappers over 35, bro. This shit makes no sense how easy it is to fucking rap nowadays, you know? But when you look at 
them and how they don't really care about it like how they can show up to interviews humble or how somebody could call them trash and not like this shit and they're not even phased by it i'm like that's amazing like that's like that's the energy that we should be consistent with from our era and i hope that we get more people that can do that whether Mm -hmm. they're trash or not i hope that we have more examples like that as opposed to these fucking I don't know Instagram hoes now. Nah, that's what it feels like. Me and me and Marco <laughs> were talking about it last time. Though, like those dudes, like Drake, J Cole, Kendrick, they're from, they're like the pioneers of like kind of this whole new shit. Mm. But they're really from the old era though. Cause oh, the, yeah. Dudes, yeah. the dudes that they were looking at were dropping albums. Mm. You know, years, years, years. The the kids who are all the new rappers now, like 2014, 2013 on. They, they think, like, for me to be put on, I got to do this. You know what I'm saying? like You yeah. kind of have to. I was talking to D about this shit the other day. I don't even fuck what nobody say to me. But I feel like one of the greatest rappers of all time is probably going to be MC Hammer. And I'm going to tell you why. Because that motherfucker was the first one to go pop. And everybody wanted to be like him, but nobody wanted to admit that shit. He was the first person that you could just see, like, middle-aged white women being like, Oh, my God. I love this hip-hop stuff, you know? And now you gotta think, like, the generations have blended so much. We have so much access to each other unlike any other time that we have before. It's not uncommon for 20-year-olds to hang out with 40-year-olds and have common interests and like that shit. So to see all these generations blend just as much as the music is blending, just as much as our own, like, country and culture is blending, it's like, it's not a coincidence, man. It's just there, you know? I feel like... It's it's a beautiful thing that we've even given access to this. I just wish that we could kind of step away from like the thirst of it all. Like I yeah. wish that we could have a little bit more confidence in the work that we're putting out on all aspects of it and say like, you know what? This shit is so good. I want to keep listening to it and figure out how to make it better. I just put out some shit three, four months ago. I don't need to give them this right now. You know? You gotta get, um, it's, but now you just gotta have like the image though. But like what's if you look, at- you gotta have some kind of you have to like if you're coming out now, you have nine times you out of ten, you yeah. gotta be like. It's just like for example on this on this two K shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm walking around on the you play you play two K. No, at all. Not, all right, so you can make a player. You can make a player, you right? Play this shit. You got. <laughs> you got to make a player, right? And you got to make a raw. So you're walking around, and you can see people what their ratings are, right? If they're, if you're not, if you're not like an 85 or up, you probably not get. If you get on a spot to play, it's three on three. If you get on a spot to play, and there's another person over there, that other person's walking off. If you're like a 68 or some shit like that, then on top of that. If you're a brown shirt, which is the default shirt, you're not getting played with. So if you don't got no kind of image, it's just like, it's like Twitter. Like you're not getting, if you're not getting the retweets, if you're not getting the likes, it's on Instagram. If you're not getting the likes or the followers, people aren't going to follow you unless you're doing something like actually authentic. I guess my question is, in any point in time across any piece of media, what people do we recognize that weren't characters? Mm. But it's like yeah, you, yeah. like you gotta like at the end of the day it's like the people that we do worship or that we like hold at that point all of them were characters like they all did something at one point in time that was damn near witchcraft bro <laughs> I think I don't know I would say like 
Like, right, who, like, like, Biggie, like I said, like Biggie, right? That ain't no he, regular nigga. That's a fat nigga telling everybody to love him. But he wasn't. <laughs> but he was. But. <laughs> I, but it was. But it was. Uh, it wasn't anything like outlandish though. Like he was himself. Yeah, he was himself. Yeah, he was. He was himself. I mean, he was himself. Like, but himself I, was a character. How okay. was he not? This dude was like overweight. I, I, could I, barely breathe, but could still. Hold the note. It's like, yo, and then he, the way he could do that, man, like this dude could literally, like, damn near rap soul to you. That was different. Nobody else could do it like that when Biggie was doing it. But he's not going around knocking stuff over on, like, in, on, like, like Walmart like, or some shit. You mean, like, uh, authentic people? Yeah. Like, like, people who are just doing some stunts versus. Well, like, like, the, or the six, nine, or like, like six, nine or something. So, like that. more like the, like the gimmicks. And stuff. That's talking about, like, the stunts. That's, that's what we're just going on and then just, like, doing, like, fucking really wild shit that, like, 10, 20 years ago you would have got your ass handed to you. I, I feel like that's. Again, it kind of comes out to the exposure because it's like if you have so many rappers that come out every day, right? It's just any genre of music. If you got so many musicians that come out literally every single day, right? But you see an explosion every other day. Like, what are you going to pay more attention to, you know? And even then, the explosions are still going to get old. You got to add glitter to that shit now, you know? It's like... And, yeah, and I think about it like this, right? Like, even... Go, taking it back a little bit like the biggest stunt to me or one of the biggest ones is like how 50 Cent just like completely exiled Ja Rule from like being at the top of the, his game like he just came in there and he was just like yo you're a bitch and then he just fucking just <laughs> fucked his whole shit up and then and then, and then he did the same music the exactly. same <laughs> and but the thing is it's like maybe fucking 50 Cent always wanted to make music like Ja Rule but he couldn't do it at the same time so he had to do his little stunt to knock him off and then he can make that shit still shitting on right still bro right he will hunt him forever like <laughs> do you see this shit he bought like the whole front row couple front rows to his shows so like yeah. this man is disgusting <laughs> god tier bully bro straight bro, up doesn't make any sense but he I feel like 50 Cent like he just doesn't always walk around with a camera and do this shit but he does it like in a way where the media picks it up and it's it's still a stunt but it's just not a kid like running around on tables at Walmart he's a troll that's what he is there you go yeah See, I, I don't know, bro. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna argue with that because I feel like at the end of the day, like the people that we do recognize, they were characters and they were doing shit that was against the grain. I just think that that grain just looks a lot different now. It's like, you know, I feel like Wu Tang was nine niggas in a group that could all spit in one producer. That is wild. That was fucking wild back then. Now, not so much. Like you might need like somebody to dress up as a clown and make threats oh wait we already had that shit what do you do now it's yeah. like we just keep I feel like we keep up in the ante just like anything else you know I don't feel like I feel like you do have to be kind of more gimmicky now but at the same time I feel like I don't know if there really was a time like where you didn't have to be somewhat gimmicky or against the grain I feel like you always have to get attention somehow. You have to. I think if you're like boring as fuck, making fire music, no one cares either way. Yeah, you know this is true. I think there's like a ratio to it, right? So like certain parts of it, you have to be like a bit of a character, and then certain parts of it, like you gotta actually back it up with decent music. Like you look at, I hate to bring him up, but you look at Boomkang, right? And he was like stunting, doing all types of crazy shit on IG, but then he put the music out, and the music didn't back up like the personality. So therefore, he kind of just like. Was just no one boy at that point. Um, I'm really curious 
to know just one, just one rapper, like since inception. We don't even have to go to one specific time. We could go back to the hippie, the hippie, the hippie hop, bruh. Like just one rapper that wasn't kind of a character. Like one rapper that didn't have a thing about them. DMX was barking at people. Pop told everybody like that he fucked Biggie's bitch, bruh. You fat motherfucker, bruh. Biggie was breathing hard and still a sex symbol, bruh. Like, the fuck, man? The bus was literally just yelling at niggas, man. <laughs> like, everybody was and, wild, bruh. And, and ODD. Right? Okay, so what was Nas's gimmick? He was the greatest. They was the gods. He wasn't the greatest when Nazis, they came out. And not Nas he, he really was. He was. One, you can't say he wasn't because he had all the best producers who had never worked with other people to that level or even with each other before he came around. They were like, this young man is so great that we all need to give this nigga our chakra and just make him work. And that nigga came out with the craziest fucking sage jitsu raps you had ever heard in your fucking life. But and who, this cohesive project. Back in 94, how, how were... How are you seeing that? How was it getting to you? It was the radio, right? You weren't seeing like an image, like a... I, if, I mean, if I first heard it, I'm not gonna know what Nas looks like. But at the same time, like during the night, like the early nineties, there was still like Yo MTV raps and all that shit too. So like you would still see like uh, Life's a Bitch, like the music video and shit, like, and that's how people got like, acclimated to him too. Because that's that was another thing that I think is underrated is like how powerful music videos were. Like mm-hmm. the radio was one thing, but like in the late eighties, early nineties, for rap specifically, like people had to look and do certain shit in their music videos for you to fucking relate to them. So like, I feel like that was a big part of selling it. And I think that's probably just like all the other people who came out of that era, like, you know, Mary J. Blige, fucking Wu-Tang, like all of them, like they all did the radio thing, but they all killed their music videos. So I feel like that's probably part of it too. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm looking up right now, rap albums of 1996. And I'm going to tell you exactly how Nas is different from that shit. Because that same year, All Eyes on Me came out. The score came out. It Was Written was came out. AT Aliens came out. Mm-hmm. Kaluminati came out. Reasonable Doubt came out. Hell on Earth came out. Riding Dirty came out. Beach Rhymes and Life came out. Muddy Waters. Illadelph Half-Life. This shit goes on and on and on. Like you said it was a fucking crazy year. I'm it, just looking at this it, one. It was a crazy year, but every single one of these artists has such like a distinct sound, such a distinct image. Their aura is just totally different, man. It's like when you look at, I mean, shit, you got Outcast, you got AT Aliens and Reasonable Doubt in the same year? Come on, man. Like, I don't think you can accidentally be like a huge impact in the culture. I feel like it's something that's like planet calculated. Bro, fucking Foxy dropped Ill 996, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Buster, the comment stakes is high. Like, we're talking, like, of what I just named, Iron Man. Like, that's probably like one of the best years in like rap hip hop. Master P to ice cream, man. My God. Let's just, like, if we, I mean, if we're being real, though, if we look at these albums, bruh, of the albums that I've named, out of, like, the 20 albums up here, I wouldn't be surprised if at least five of these are on somebody's top 10, bruh. At least five, bruh. If not 10 out of those 20 on somebody's top 10. And Illmatic came out that year, and it's still, like, a huge impact. Like, it came, it came out with, like, some of the best music of that 
genre period. Well, it'll, it'll no, matter it matter when it came out, like, it was a couple years ago. Oh, true. So it's still, like, pretty close. His second album came out that year. That's right. That's right. It's, uh, it's still that album. I'm not saying people don't have to be distinct. Just saying, like, the you dumb mean, shit wasn't going, like... This is true. I don't think... I think... I think when we talk it's about... It's just a different dumb, kind of... I feel like when we talk about the dumb shit, though, you gotta think, like, how much dumb shit had, had already happened before 94? NWA was already getting investigated by the fucking FBI. Eazy-E had a date with the president. Two Live Crew was already going to jail for making albums and shit like that, you know? It's like... Our genre of music, most genres of music, but our genre of music in particular, we've always gone against the grain. We've always done something different. We've always like had that raw fucking hungry energy. I just think now we have more eyes than ever. And that's true. I feel like it's a lot more transparent. Straight up. If you don't have a lot of rap music coming out that year, bruh, it's like fuck, man. Like ATLs will probably sound kind of different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine, like, honestly and truly being, like, the Asian I am now, going back to 96, consuming that music, and knowing that before then, the shit probably had never even been that diverse just in our genre, you know what I'm saying? And the shit that did blow up before then was still shit that was gimmicky. I mean, what the fuck? Like, NWA went platinum with no radio play just because they were getting shut down left and right. I think think a big factor, too, in, like, just how you're perceiving the gimmicky shit is just, like, nowadays, these dudes are, like, 16, 17 years old, 18 getting put on, you know? Mm. Back then, Nas was 19 or some shit like that. He really was, like, a prodigy, you know what I'm saying? Like, And he proved himself by, like, rapping in front of, like, the goats. Exactly. Exactly. So now, like... And the street held you accountable back then, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They're not rapping about the street anymore. They're not they're rapping about like whatever whatever the fuck they're rapping about, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's a different topic they're talking about, different fans they have, because now it's not just like the hood listening to you, it's like but you know, I feel everyone. Like, even then, like True. I feel like rap was still like kind of breaking down board barriers as far as the audience, right? It was it, starting to. It was starting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like just like punk at one point like a lot of people were just like you can't listen to this this shit is like bad like the people are reckless and all this other shit like that's why you're not supposed to like this shit but that's like the exact reason why people like rap so much mm. I'm just sitting there thinking like 96 is a fucking incredible <laughs> year I didn't even mean to pull that shit up that shit was amazing I bro. Think that was like that was the golden insane. year first in the 90s for sure that yeah. was great and you gotta think man look how many albums had already come out before that year bro like something playlistic was already out <laughs> like you could pull up almost <laughs> any year in the 90s though it look crazy it probably yeah, would it'll be stupid yo like 92 was stupid 94 I like, feel you know what bro I think like, Crying the Illmatic came out the same year I feel like mm-hmm. 93 has to have has to be like the best year bro I'm just about to fucking has guess Snoop, real quick had, had Snoop's debut album so true yeah, that's one I'm about to say man they've got they gotta have everything on here the first one that came up was doggy style sitting right next to midnight marauders 36 chambers Ooh, you got every year end of the stage fucking black moon strictly for my niggas pot you got reaching man they could be planets here come the lords bruh this is it's all so different too the fucking ghetto boys man Ooh. God damn, too short, nigga. Get in where you fit in. My <laughs> God, nigga, this is insane. <laughs> I just can't even believe like that we've had years like this. I think like 
I think when we look at these albums and we talk about like what a classic album is, it's like I go back and I look at those covers and I'm like excited because I'm like, oh shit, like I've been listening to this album that long and it's still good. Like there's still tracks that like mm. I like get chills from. Like I'm still inspired from. And I think like thinking about it again, it's like the stuff that we listen to in the blog era that we fucked with and now we're starting to look back and we're starting to have that same feeling that like if we go back I like an Illmatic it kinda of feels similar. It's like damn, this album has been with me for X amount of time. This shit means a lot. I think we're just getting it with music that came out like almost ten years ago. 10 years is a good mark, too. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, like, look at today, 2018, right? All this shit's coming out, right? And, like, 10 years from now, you're going to have to look back and be like, all right, what was actually, like, fire, like, undeniable, you know, just not the trend, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard. It's going to be dumb hard. It's not, bro. It's not. That's why I it's all the music comes. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to stop listening to shit, bro. Like, they're going to continue listening to certain things. Or just listening to playlists. Yeah. Just getting the bridge verse. Because I think that's why, like, playlists are low-key important. Because it, even, like, if I look at playlists that I've made, like, in 2004, like, that playlist tells me, like, where I was. And it kind of gives me, like, a good scope of the shit that I was trying to listen to without having to listen to all the albums simultaneously. Mm. I tell you, you know what? I tell you what. When I think of, like, this year... Maybe even last year too. Why not? I think about the albums that have come out, and it's like I don't feel like I hear too much shit that gives me chills. If I'm being real, there's not too many albums that I can name like more than half the album to you. Like if you ask me right now, just like actual titles of tracks, mm. there's not too many albums that I feel like I even sing along with as much anymore. You know, if I'm being real with you, I'm wondering like. I'm wondering if like, yeah, like maybe like the amount of shit that's coming out, like we are getting some good shit, but I don't know if we're really getting albums. I'm almost wondering if like, they should be allowed to be called albums, man. Like that shit should be, I feel like when you talk about a mixtape versus an album, I feel like a mixtape is to let fans know where you're at right now. I feel like an album note, that's damn near a moment in time. That's a benchmark. Not anymore though. You put, the mix, you put the mixtape out If you put a mixtape out Back then You're not getting paid off of it mm. But people still put mixtapes out And you still get the streams off of it So it's like I don't even That's why there's no like I used to like, feel like, like a, There's no difference anymore So much because like You couldn't put out a mixtape that vastly Like I know there's mm. like certain True. like stack bundles like mixtapes that just came out physically and you just had to be in New York to like be around to get some of that shit until it started coming to the internet it was like True. if you weren't actually from there you didn't get the shit like fucking there's certain sea murder shit that I never heard before until like recently when people are just starting to upload like a bunch of shit to the internet right it's just like that's just kind of how it was at that time but it's just different now no but alright so we're at the end of the year right mm -hmm. I was almost two more months like what in your opinions are a classic album from this year. I don't want to say anything's a classic, no, but no, I'm gonna no, say what's gonna be what, yeah. what am it's I gonna like take the, out of this it's year? It's like the draft, right? It's like you have all these prospects, right? What am I gonna like, take out what, of this what year? What do you think ten years is gonna be good? You know what I'm saying? Like for for real. I'll pull up a list right now. <laughs> Rap albums of 2018. Here we go. Damn, this is a lot longer. Actually, this year this is shorter than I was expecting. But these it's, are like top top tier albums right but the stuff that we listen to is kind of like all over the board right so like i'm asking like yeah what do you think you know what i'm saying uh we got j cole kod that's not a classic album we I got think it's decent. <laughs> but, but classic i don't know yeah, like, like true 
We got. Let's not say anything classic. Let's just say like we're gonna take it out. We're gonna be listening to it at least years. like. Yeah, I think uh, you know yeah. later. Yeah, tell me like yeah, just tell me how long you could be listening to this album. Okay, Kod. No, you uh, not even listen to that shit now. I listen. I listened to a couple times. I actually gave it another chance. Like it's decent. Yeah, it but is it's decent. not like you know. Um, we got Cardi B invasion of privacy. Uh, I understand what it meant, but I don't think it's like a moment for me. Mm. So it's, it's a moment for her. Is it the moment? Is yeah. it a moment for the culture? And it's, it's a moment for the And I think and I think her story is actually really interesting especially within mm-hmm. the last two years like she's been like in the billboards like every week for like 24 months and like for a female rapper that's like unheard of and for cardi she kind of did a realignment because now she's the number one female rapper there's only one and it's been nikki for a minute cardi's right. number she knocked nikki out you right. know what i'm saying that's like, crazy i don't know if we all saw that coming i didn't nobody did i was like because i remember whenever it's funny because like when i was uh riding in the car my dad was listening to xm radio fucking Cardi was doing an interview saying that she wanted to start rapping on Sway and then my dad was like there's no way this is gonna work she doesn't even want to like rap for Sway like usually that's like a big thing but then like six to eight months later Bodak Yellow comes out and it just mm-hmm. fucks everything up everything bro that shit was on every station bro bro every time when, we, when that song came out every time we went out around DC like every bar would play that and then every other Cardi song that had existed at that time like back to back it happened that way at like six or seven different places different types of like people and shit but everybody was just playing that Cardi shit bro you can go to a hipster joint you can go to a hood joint you can go to like an uppity joint they're all playing fucking basketball game football game they're all playing that school dance they playing that you know yeah so I mean we we might have to put that up there. I, I, I think, I think, it's a big moment. That's, it's a big moment. That's, that's coast to coast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kickback. It was nice to have you. Have all y'all. Yeah. About to do another oh, one though, I think. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, it's nice being here, man. And then. It's Ace. This is Dean. We got Mikey. Donnie G. And we out. Out. <laughs>